Is this on? This is now on. Good morning. morning. Welcome to Chevy Chase Presbyterian Church, where Christ is our center, children are our blessing, and justice is our passion. The Reverend Molly Blythe Tykert is our pastor, and while she is on sabbatical this summer, focusing especially on iconography, we as a congregation are on sabbatical, focusing on beauty and Sabbath. I'm Pastor Mark Greiner, the sabbatical pastor. We're continuing on the theme of beauty this day, especially as we celebrate congregational song. So in a little while, we'll be asking you to name a hymn that especially speaks to you, one of the hymns out of the hymnal. So I'd ask you to pause for just a moment. Is there a hymn that especially speaks to you? In a few minutes, we'll ask you to name it so that we can sing the first verse. And as you name it, we'll ask you to say a word, a phrase about how this hymn speaks to you, especially speaks to you of God. We're also in the process of uh, moving towards our new hymnal called Glory to God. This would be a fine day to make a, uh, make a donation in honor of someone or in memory of someone. Um, forms are available in the front and the back of the church. Um, it is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Uh, if it is a, a time when you're remembering some man who's especially been powerful, influential, or loving in your life, it might be a fine day to offer a, a hymnal in dedication to him. Continuing on that theme of beauty, uh, our clerk of session, Norm Stant, will be leading us in a window walk uh, following the worship service this day. You're warmly invited to come and learn more about our windows. And finally, it is indeed a special day in celebrating children and youth who are our blessing as we uh, commission those who are going to the Broad Street Youth Ministry this week. This is indeed the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And join me in the call to worship. Praise to the Trinity. You are music and life, source and creator of all that is. Praised by angelic hosts, you shine in secret splendor beyond human understanding. And yet, you are the life of all.
we bring our hearts, our minds, our souls, our spirits, our lives before God. And we pray for, uh, we join together in our prayer of confession. Have mercy on us, O gracious one, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant kindness. Forgive us where our thoughts and deeds have hurt others. Lead us in the paths of justice. Guide our steps on paths of peace. Create in us a clean heart, O gracious one, and put a new and right spirit within us. Enfold us in the arms of love and fill us with your Holy Spirit. Restore in us the joy of your saving grace and encourage us with a new spirit. O gracious one, open our lips and our mouths shall speak forth your praise. Amen. In Christ, we are forgiven. In Christ, we are restored. In Christ, we are renewed. Thanks be to God. Amen. student or a child, come to the front. If you're one of our mission trip students, come on right up up here. Everyone, while our students are coming forward, I'm going to have our mission trippers say their names and say what age you are. Does that sound good? Bailey, do you mind saying? Hi, I'm Bailey, and I'm 14. 14. Hi, I'm Caroline, and I'm 12. I'm Carla, and I'm 13. Hi, I'm Zach, and I'm 12. Hi, I'm Zoe, and I'm 14. Hi, I'm Zeke, and I'm 12. Hi, I'm Aiden, and I'm 10. I'm Connor, and I'm 12. I'm Marcus, and I'm 13. I'm Adam, and I'm 13, too. I'm Amelie, and I'm 13. I'm Benji, and I'm 11. I'm Clara, and I'm 13. Are our students going to Philadelphia this afternoon for the Broad Street Youth Initiative. They'll be here all week until Saturday, and then we'll come back. But during that week, they're going to learn, they're going to grow. These are a group of disciples that have committed themselves to a mission experience. Today, folks talk about that as an immersion experience, because we believe that we're not going to save someone, but we're going to join in what God is already doing. 
Philadelphia. They're going to travel together. They're going to meet new people, encounter God in unexpected ways. So we gather to send them in mission as God's people. We go with them through our support, our prayers, through blogs, through reports. We anticipate receiving them when they return home by opening our congregation to the new ideas and commitments that they bring home. Pastor Lynn. We read a scripture this morning from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 11. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, you have have carried him away. Tell me where you've taken him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabunai, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Mission trippers, you're going to respond in the words after team. Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. We go to put ourselves in places of the world's suffering, perhaps to weep together. She turned around and spoke to the gardener who actually was the risen Jesus. God comes to us and the world in new and unexpected ways. She heard her name, and her life changed. Go outside our comfort zones on this trip. We travel and work and listen as God's people. We accept the hospitality of others. We share our own gifts and talents and selves without expectation. She ran back to tell the other disciples of her experience of the risen Christ. Their lives were changed. Commit ourselves to continuing our involvement with people and issues we encounter upon our involvement with the people and issues we encounter upon our return home. And congregants, I invite you, you may have done this last week, to do sort of a virtual laying on of hands, raising your hand up and blessing our mission trippers with your prayers. Let us pray. And you guys can do it too, students. Absolutely, you can. You can pray for other people too. Anybody of any age can pray for someone. Can you guys put your hands out and pray for them? Dear God, we are so grateful for these mission trippers, for these students who have decided to take a week of their life to serve you, to experience you, to learn from you, and to learn from your other children, brothers and sisters from other churches, and your brothers and sisters in Christ that you have built into the beautiful city of Philadelphia. Bless them to recognize anew, God, your continuing life, your giving acts in the world, And help our congregation to open our hearts to be open to new ways of being God's people in the world through the experience of this group. Amen. May you go to share yourself and to hear your name 
to return to live the resurrection story. Amen. We're so grateful for our mission trippers. Let's thank God that they're taking a week out of their lives. You, you all are agents of them, so what you do is them. Remember that. Um, you can see their names and be praying for them by taking home your bulletin this week. Their names are listed in the Joys and Concerns. And so I hope, I, not, I don't hope and pray. You covenant today that you're going to do that. So go do that. Do that this week, I, I beg of you. And as we get ready to share our peace, I invite you to find your hymnal. Find the blue hymnal in the pews. To open it up. And to notice that in the early 90s, many of us dedicated those hymnals to somebody or something. During this time in passing the peace, if you see a name that you recognize, I invite you to try and find them. And to give them that hymnal. That's theirs. They get to take it home. And after worship today, as many of you as possible can take home a blue hymnal as well. We'd love a $5 donation, but otherwise they're just going to be stored in a closet somewhere. So we want you to take them home. So, during this time of passing the peace, find the names of those in the hymnals. May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Share that peace with your brothers and sisters. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We come now to that time in our service when we share our joys and concerns with one another. You'll see in your bulletin a list of folks for whom we pray today. Of course, our youth uh, team who are going to, to uh, Philadelphia today, uh, we do pray for Dennis Leister and his family on the death of his father and other folks as you see them. I would add to that list um, prayers of sympathy and comfort for the, pr- for the family of Betty Pusey, a former member of our church who lived and most recently and died in Easton, Maryland on June 15th. 
she, um, her parents were the ones who donated uh, the first two octaves of our handbells. And that family has always been involved in the handbell ministry of our church. Lord, in your mercy. I would also raise up today um, prayers of peace for Bob Day and for Diana and family who watch over and watch with him. Bob entered hospice care on Thursday at Friends Place in Sandy Spring, Maryland. Uh, The family is gathering, and um, we will announce uh, in God's time anything that happens with Bob. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Are there other joys or concerns that you would share with our family today? There's a microphone coming. Good morning. Last Tuesday, a young man from the Middle Eastern community who was 36 years old come from a nearby town from the city of Jerusalem was fixing his car in the driveway. Unfortunately, the car fell on him and crushed him. He had five operations at John Hopkins, but they couldn't save him. So he passed away. I will conduct his funeral service on Tuesday at Grace Presbyterian Church. You are kindly requested to pray for the Sim'an family who are grieving so badly for their loss. Thank you very much. Fuad, what was his name? Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. I wanted to ask prayers for my cousin David, who's going to have the Whipple surgery um, Thursday for uh, cancer. And for my cousin David, who is having Whipple surgery on Thursday, he's been doing chemo all all spring to get ready for this and uh, hope for the best results. And also for travelers, a lot of our families are traveling now that school's out, especially mine. Thank you. Lord, in your mercy. Tom. Since February, as many of you know, I've been living in the Wilson Healthcare Center out at Asbury Village on Friday. I moved into my permanent apartment, my, my new place at uh, uh, Kindley Assisted Living. And it, the move went flawlessly, and it's a magnificent apartment I have. I'm very happy. Wonderful, Dave. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. I ask for prayers for broken relationships, 
for Wendy, for Jessica, for Renee, and for Melanie. I've heard of all of these broken relationships this week. Lord, in your mercy. I have a joy to share. We have our granddaughter, Biana, from the Philippines with us this weekend and for the next three weeks. So it's a great joy. Welcome. Lord, in your mercy. Is this on? Yes. I just wanted to make the congregation aware of a joy that I had in reading the article in the Washington Post magazine about lost identity, the cost of identity, and it describes our TAP program and how what they do in finding people's identity. It's uh, one of the exciting parts of that article. Lord, in your mercy. So as a parent of a middle schooler who's going on this lovely trip to Philadelphia, we need to be in prayer for uh, the chaperones and the adults who have stepped forward to help. No kidding. And for Ellen and Eric's beautiful family, because, you know, he is sacrificing for our children. We are so grateful. And also, there are other adults who are on the receiving end um, in Philadelphia who are going to be uh, working with our beautiful children. We are so grateful for them. And Sarah and her husband are helping travel back and forth. And Mark up there, he has been teaching these kids in Sunday school I don't know how many years. But he is pivotal in their being with us on a regular basis. They are not just here today. If you look carefully, you will find these people amongst us worshiping of their own free will. I mean, if that's not the spirit of God, I don't know what it is. But he actually got off the hook to be a, a chaperone, and he said, I want to go anyway. So that man up there is somebody special we need to be grateful for. And I'm not done. Sorry. Sorry. There was a gap in the chaperone pool. And a person totally unrelated to our fellowship, who used to be a youth pastor, who is now a chaplain um, at American University, again stepped forward of his own free will. We only know him as Joey. God bless Joey and, you know, his loved ones as they all encircle our, our children and, you know, share with them. I'm so grateful. Amen. I'm going to follow that up real fast to say that Ellen's mom, I am like, came this week so that in my in my gap that uh, total destruction and terror would not engulf our apartment. So I think I thank God for for. Mom. Lynn, I have a joy. Mm-hmm. We have. Felicity and Christopher Lamb.
visiting from Auckland, New Zealand. Their parents were married in this church in 1953, and they made a special trip to CCPC to visit today. Welcome. Would you stand up? And also, while we're recognizing people who visit regularly, Evans Griddle, who's a University of Maryland graduate student, has been coming to church here for a very long time. We see him every Sunday sitting in the pew by himself, but he is a regular visitor. We're glad you're here. Just want to say, it's Father's Day, so we should clap it up for the dads. <laughs> Amen. Are there other joys or concerns to share? I invite you to join me in silence as we give thanks for all of these joys and concerns which have been brought before us this day. We'll conclude with the litany that is printed in your bulletin. Let us pray. To you, O oh Lord, we lift our hearts. Show us your mercy, O oh Lord. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Give peace, O oh Lord, in all the world. Lord, keep this nation under your care. Let your way be known upon earth. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten. Create in us clean hearts, O God. Together we pray. Our Father.
Our first reading this day is from the letter to the Colossians in the third chapter. Week by week, we gather to listen for God's word speaking to us. And I would like to invite those of you who are going on the mission trip to raise your hands for just a moment. Thank you very much. One of the best ways to listen to God's word is just to see, you can put your hand down, is just to see, is there a word or a phrase that shimmers to you, that shines, that speaks to you somehow? I'd invite you in this passage to see what word speaks to you and hold on to that word, pray through that word in the week to come. And so may we all. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. And with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Good morning. Uh, those of you that know me well know that this is absolutely my favorite thing to do uh, is uh, public speaking. So uh, I have to thank the sabbatical committee, I think, uh, for this um, opportunity to center our focus today on a topic near and dear to my heart. I always wanted to play the organ. My mother and her mother both played the organ in church, and we had a small electric organ in our home. So unlike many of my colleagues, the organ was my first instrument. Piano came later. At first, church was just an opportunity to play the organ, but in my lessons and in the Baptist church where I was involved in Fairfax County and baptized full immersion, I came to understand the role of the organ in worship, and more importantly, how the organ could be used to lead and enhance congregational singing. There was nothing more exciting to me than hearing a congregation singing hymns led by the great organ. As Psalm 96 states, we were making a joyful noise. If you think about it, there are two kinds of music in worship. To actively engage in worship and prayer, we have music for listening and we have music for participation. Both are important. Both have the power to enrich our worship experience and both are the bedrock of our common Christian worship. Music for listening, whether sung by the choir or played by instruments, has one purpose, and that is to bring the listener closer to her experience of God. It is to give each person in this holy place time and space to reflect and for a moment to, to just be. Music for participation includes hymns, psalms, responses. Hymn singing is communal. It is meant to bring God's people together. You, the congregation, are the principal choir, and that is a very important responsibility. And it works best if everybody sings. It doesn't matter if you think you have a bad voice. It doesn't matter if you sing a little or even a lot off key. It doesn't matter if your elementary school teacher told you to just mouth the words. <laughs> All that matters is that you sing. Sing with confidence and sing with joy. Feel that sacred resonance in your chest when singing great music together. Did you know that there are over a hundred community choral groups in Washington, metropolitan area? People sing in choirs because it touches them in a deep way and that experience is available to you right here at Chevy Chase Presbyterian Church every Sunday. What a deal. <laughs> Jean-Pierre Rampal, the great French flutist, once said, every recital should be like a bride preparing for a wedding. Include something old, something new, something borrowed, and something blue. At Chevy Chase, we experienced this over the course of weeks in our music selections. We all have our old favorites, we have our new favorites, 
We sometimes sing in foreign tongues, using them to enhance our understanding and connection with others. We sing hymns to connect us to the past and hymns to stir our hearts and minds for the future. Sometimes, if we get a little crazy, we're compelled to stamp our feet and clap our hands. It's all good, Uh, preferably on beats two and four. (laughs) (laughs) So in the words of the great John Wesley, sing lustily and with good courage. Sing lustily and with good courage. And in all that we sing, may God be glorified. Amen. My life flows on in endless song Above earth's lamentation I hear the sweet though far off hymn That hails a new creation No storm can shake my inmost calm When to that rock I'm clinging, it finds an echo in my soul. How can I keep from singing? We invite you to find in either hymn, a hymn that speaks to you, and Pastor Eric will give you the microphone if you feel compelled to say something about it, a few words, but we do want to hear what number it is. And we'll go from side to side for a few minutes, and this is also called Stump the Organist. Uh, Number 364. This this won't stump you, Julie. This is a, I sing a song of the saints of God. (laughs) Um, This is my favorite. This is one I came to love um, in elementary school. Um, when we sang a lot at the Episcopal school I attended. Um, and I love it because it's so attainable. I mean, you have all the, the flowery old English and so many of the hymns, the wilt thou hast, and that gets lost when you're five. But this one's about school and trains and doctors and the people you see every day. And um, the message that you, know, you can be a saint too is, uh, is really powerful even when you're young. In my high school, I... Um, we took this to a, a new participatory level because on the second verse, we decided the, uh, the line, uh, Fierce Wild Beast, we would scream. So, Julie, if you don't mind playing the second verse, I mean, it's the same verse, I suppose, but we'll, we'll, if we could sing the second verse, and then I would ask everyone when we get to the slain by a fierce wild beast to really let it rip there and just shout, Fierce Wild Beast. It really takes the whole thing to a new, a new level. Verse 2.
Number 554, Let All Things Now Living. Uh, I have many favorite hymns, but this was the last hymn that was sung at Marsh's memorial service. And it reminds us that those who have passed from us are still living and living with us. It's also the song my lovely bride walked into at our wedding. Many years ago, when this hymnal was introduced to our... Oh, 272. 272. 272. 272, yeah. Um, this hymnal was introduced. Ken Lowenberg spent Sunday after Sunday teaching us the new hymn. 272 took the church by a storm. The, my fourth grade class had to sing it every single Sunday. So we sang it. And then a few minutes later, the fifth grade class was singing it. And when the adult class on the third floor came out at the end of the time, they were singing it. It was and I would like to sing all three of them. Let's sing th first three. Verse three, two, seven, two. The next uh, hymn is 467, How Great Thou Art, and this was a 
him very important for my mother. She would often get very teary-eyed when she when we sang this, and I took every opportunity to sing it and for her to experience that because it meant so much to her. So that's how great thou art. Thank you. My favorite hymn is number 280, Amazing Grace, which Brad surprised me at our wedding. Um, A friend of his sang the first verse solo, and then the entire, um, all the guests joined in on the second, and it was a great wave of sound that came washing over us, and it was beautiful. We're stopping. Wait just a second. <laughs> Intro and then the song. This is 302. Um, it's, I've always just thought it's a really good representation of uh, the joy of Jesus. Three, zero, two, three, zero, two. 
last one goes to one of our youth. Um, this one is this little light of mine, and this one is especially important to me because it's one of the only songs I remember singing at my old church. It's like the song that we first learned, and I remembered the song as this little lime of mine. not in the blue hymnal, which is appropriate during this, because as you know, we're transitioning hymnals, but if you don't know the song, please look at somebody else's mouth or something. The number is 525. Here I am, Lord. But what I really wanted to talk about was not the hymn, but the way in which these old hymnals tie us together as a congregation. I have noticed Sunday after Sunday in the ones that I happen to inherit wherever I'm sitting, there are frequently pencil notes by the choir members, musicians, etc., the one that I have here has notes on many of the hymns when they were sung, like uh, 525 was first sung on 822-93. Then 1017-93, it go, skips on. The last time was 608-03. I suspect this hymnal was one that uh, um, Ken Lowenberg may have used. <laughs> if anybody wants it, here it is. But let's sing 625, the first verse. 525. 525. Five, 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 five. Here I am, Amen.
reminder, you can take these home. We'd love if you put in a little bit for the next hymnals coming to you in July. Glory to God. But if not, take these home. Remember the many, many folks whose hands have touched those books, whose emotions have gone through, whose spirits have tried to connect to God through those words and those notes. Remember, and by remembering, make your faith present tense. Let's gather the history, the memories in those stories, in those songs, and in our hearts now as we gather together our morning's tithes and offerings. Let us pray. Gracious God, you've given each of us songs to sing and gifts to use as members of the body of Christ. Here are our gifts, the work of our hands, our hearts, and our lives. We pray that they may help to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to our world today and always here and everywhere. Amen.
while we're standing together and remembering each other's voices and having that experience in this room, we, the choir, uh, will offer the choral benediction. So after the charge, we'll sing Talus's Canon, and I want you to find it right now. It's in your hymnal 535. Just flip right on over. And we'll sing it one time through, and then we'll sing it in a round, and I'll indicate starting this side. And when you get to the word Lord, you will start. Just two parts. Wonderful. God, our creator, you have given us work to do and call us to use our talents for the good of all. Guide us as we work and teach us to live in the spirit which made us your sons and daughters in the love that made us sisters and brothers. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.